everyone, fellas, gentlemen, ladies, sons, daughters. Wow. It is 8.14 p.m. on Sunday, September 27th. The Hokies, the Hoax, played some footballery yesterday. And we are so back. We got Billy Ray calling in from New Jersey. We got Grayson Wimbish calling in from the West Coast. This is Patrick M. Finn calling in from Charlotte. Fellas, before we get into this, got to read a haiku and got to plug our guy Jeremy Counts from the Main Street Pharmacy. The Main Street Pharmacy, you're starting to see they're putting a lot of of advertising out on Virginia Tech athletics stuff. That's awesome. Jeremy supports Virginia Tech. He supports the community, alumni, students, the New River Valley. Jeremy Counts in the Main Street Pharmacy is the best pharmacy in the Commonwealth. I'm sta- I'm saying it. I'm stamping it right now. Head in there. He, he, will greet you. he will greet you with a smile underneath the mask. Because, Gray, how, how can you tell he's smiling? You can tell he's smiling because he has crow's feet in his eyes. That's how. <laughs> you, 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 you can, like, is that not the correct answer? <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. What does that mean? Crow's feet on your I've eyes. Like, I've yeah. definitely heard it before. It's, uh, like, it's, a, it's a thing. It was just a weird way of describing it. But, yeah, you could see it in his eyes, Pat. You could see it in his eyes. So I was right, but I was just more specific. So anyway, anyway. Hit us with the haiku, Pat. Okay, haiku. I wrote this 45 seconds ago. Herbert in for six. Burmeister loves the mustard. Justice Reed Sackman. Boom. Sons of haikus. Guys, where... Did we watch this game? We have not said that. I'm having serious. I'm here. I'm having serious flashy backies. I'm having a good old time. I also made a quick audible here with the, where did we watch? I also added, what did we consume? What food did you eat? What beverages of the adult or non-adult variety did you consume? I watched this football game at Alexa Cruz's house with the Belmar crew instead of Belmar Bill. We linked up with the Belmar crew. Shout out to everybody. I posted a picture. Some folks showed up with a Sons of Saturday. Uh, If you ain't boozing, you're losing t-shirt, which I loved, loved to see. Uh, And I was indulging in Blue Moon Pumpkin Ale. Uh, it's an amber-colored pumpkin ale brewed with fall cup flavors, including pumpkin, allspice, cloves, and mutmeg, and it is fantastic. Highly suggest you try it. Had some wings, you know, ranch is the go-to, but they only had blue cheese. So I had the blue cheese with the ranch as well. Um, and some fantastic French onion dip with the Lay's. The Lay's ran out. There weren't enough big chips to get enough dip on your chip. So I picked up some pretzels. I was dipping them in there. Um, Sons of so. snacks. Sons of snacks. Uh, Grayson, talk to us. Talk to us. I heard, I heard we called an audible. Did we call an audible this week? We, we, called, it, we called an audible. There's a little drama, but I don't want to get into it. Grayson <laughs> Wimbish did not watch yesterday's game, or I guess two days ago's game, since this is dropping on Monday, uh, at Chalkster Dailies. I watched at O'Brien's Irish Pub, a different OB. Irish pub. So be. With the Conor McGregor mural outside on the wall, beautiful, beautiful painting. Because we are not here to take part, we are here to take over. 10 out of 10 tweet that made me smile ear to ear. (laughs) So watched at O'Brien's, outdoors, sons of socially distant. Everybody had their masks on. I was drinking Bud Light at an Irish pub. Surprise, surprise. Because I'm lame. Uh, But I, (laughs) I, I did, I did. 
uh, sample of the board affair. I did uh, have two of the Irish, uh, I believe, Pilsners that they had Ooh. there. Can't even remember the brand name, but I did a sample platter with chicken wings, uh, chicken nuggets, interestingly enough, potato skins with cheese and bacon. Jeez. And, and yeah, it was sons of – you know how we were supposed to lose 20 pounds in 2020? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, about that. But O'Brien's Irish Pub, I think, guys, breaking news, I think that's going to be our home for the season in Los Angeles. Boom. I, I don't think we're going back to, to JD's. So if you're in L.A., Mr. Harvey, Mr. Harvey Sr., you, we, you weren't there yesterday. Where were you? We got to get oh, you down man. to O'Brien's. I know it's a little bit of a drive. Come down from Santa Clarita. We need to see you there next week. Patty, Patticus Finch, where did you watch the game and what were you sipping and snacking on? Guys, it was an awesome day. We started out the morning. Got to give a shout out. Bryce Chalkley says, hey, it's game day on the 26th. I can't sit in Section 5, but that doesn't mean that I can't bring the Section 5 crew together for the first annual game day tailgate golf outing. We rolled into Old Sycamore uh, outside of Charlotte, eight deep. We had the maroon team teeing off first, the orange team teeing off second, and uh, let's just say that the orange team kicked butt uh, and my butt was kicked in the morning. Not a great day on the links. Uh, but that is besides the point. Watched the uh, the first quarter of the game with Josh Little, Lexi Byers over in Dilworth, and uh, it was it was great. Bodie Byers, the uh, the little dog, she's a great pup. She was wearing her Florida Gators shirt. She had the hokey bandana on. Hashtag house mm. divided, but you know it's fine because they weren't playing each other. Florida got the win. Tech got the win, and then rolled over to the Nouse House for the second, third, and fourth quarter. We ordered some Jack Beagles which was unbelievable. Uh, Dave and I split a cheesesteak. We went in on their mac and cheese, had some wangs, some fries, and uh, was consuming some uh, some Michelob Ultras and some Bud Lights. So, uh, you know, Billy likes to make fun of me because I drink Look, man, you got to leave the Michelob Ultras and the Bud Lights for the big boys. Go get you some Bud Heavies. Go get you some Miller Heavies. Look, we need the cows, Pat. We need the cows. We're not looking for you to run cross country, man. Dude, I'm... Put uh... some meat on the bones, Patrick. <laughs> so we, uh, we were sending them... And uh, it was just a great evening. It was a fantastic evening. But now. Oh, wait. There's one last fact. There's one last fact. I want to hit you with a quick fact. We didn't even talk about the game yet, but here's a quick fact. You mentioned had a little doggo running around with a Florida bandana, little Virginia Tech apparel. Newsflash. Virginia Tech and Florida are ranked number one and number two in the country in yards per play. So little, little, little fun fact for you there. Um, 8.6. What is it? 8.6 8.6 and 8.9, something like that, uh, yards per uh, yards per uh, yards per play. So that's awesome. Um, but we kind of changed, you know, before we'd get on here and we'd be a little disorganized, get all excited. Uh, it's been a year. We're better. We're improved. We've broken down the segments a little bit just to just to just to make it make a little bit more sense. And we're gonna kick that segment off with things that we liked. And I'm gonna be honest, I liked a whole bunch. I liked a whole bunch of things yesterday. Um, but I'm going to say the thing that I loved the most was this offensive line. This offensive line rushed for 300, over 300 yards yesterday, which was shout out to Norm Wood for the statistic. The first 
of th- or one of three times that we have done that since entering the ACC. The last time being October 2nd, 2010 versus NC State with 317 yards and November 19th, 2005 against the University of Soft Virginia where we rushed for 333 yards. Um, the offensive line was magnific- magnificent, and I don't want to take anything away from Raheem Blackshear and Jalen Holston and Khalil Herbert, who were all fantastic. But shout out to the offensive line last night, who were absolutely dominant, um, creating holes all over the field. That is my what I love the most. I also want to say, from just a from just a team perspective, this was such a culture win, and it's something that I talked about all season, all off season was that this season was going to come down to coaching. This season was going to come down to culture. This season was going to come down to togetherness with the team. You wake up in the morning, Virginia Tech's got over 20 players that are not going to be participating in the game. You wake up in the morning and Coach Hamilton is not available. The guys got together. The guys found a way to win, found a way to get the job done and walk away victorious against an NC State team who's got talent all over the field. Their running backs are littered with players that we were trying to get to come to Tech and uh, Virginia Tech breaks some records and just looks unbelievable. That that was, and you guys will say it later, that was 2010, 2009, early 2000s Virginia Tech football. Smash mouth, we're running the ball, you're not stopping us, period, end of story. Grayson, what did you like yesterday? First off, before I get into that, I would like to point out, my mom texted me earlier today, and she said, she brought up that it's National Sons Day today. Sunday, uh, September 27th is National Sons Day. So shout out to the Sons of Saturday. Boom. Cheers to you guys. What I liked the most was the ability of not only Braxton Burmeister, but the ability of Quincy Patterson, both a two-headed monster, to come in and make plays when Hendon Hooker was out. Maybe I should trademark this. The SoCal slinger Braxton Burmeister from La Jolla, on the QB run, showed great speed, hit the holes created by the, as Bill would say, fantastic offensive lineman. He was slippery, man. He was slippery. He's quick. Showed solid vision when throwing the short pass, hit a couple of dump passes over the middle, one to James Mitchell to set up a touchdown. Eventually, uh, I think Raheem Blackshear took that one in. Uh, he overthrew his receivers uh, on the deep ball a couple of times. The touch is there. I'm telling you, the touch is there. And then when the mustard made this man go out, apparently his hand's cramping a little bit because he ate some mustard prior to the game, I guess. Quincy Patterson, number four, his number is called up. Is that what happened? I don't know. Dude, you have the inverse, man. Mustard's the the cure. It's the antidote. Uh, Mustard's mustard's the cure. Mustard is the antidote, bro. Sons of, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that either. Sons of, I didn't know that. Okay, okay, so I got the story twisted. Regardless, okay. Twisted, like Braxton's hand was twisted. Yeah, like, exactly. Very good transition. So anyway, as soon as Burmeister eats his mustard and fixes his, or excuse me, it goes out, doesn't eat his mustard yet, Quincy Patterson gets the call up. We know how that goes. We were at the UNC game, six overtimes. Hampton, my little brother, texts me. He's like, not even worried, not even nervous. Don't even worry about it. Quincy's about to take us to the promised land. Shout out to Quincy Patterson. Comes in at first. They did exactly what I thought they were going to do. They were going to let him run around a little bit, get his confidence up. And then finally, everybody, it's like everybody on Twitter was saying, let him throw. And look what happens when you let QP throw. He throws touchdown passes to Tavian Robinson and James Mitchell. So all around, the quarterback play yesterday 
was my favorite thing that I saw. And if we have Hendon back, we, guys, we can make this a serious three-headed monster. Pat, what was your favorite thing yesterday? First of all, I got to say, just the, the whole mustard thing. How about this for a nickname, John Laser? Braxton Burr Mustard. I don't know, man. I'm hearing some I, crickets. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, All right. I don't cool. love that one. <laughs> Braxton Burr Mustard uh, had, you know, he had a great, he had a pretty good stat line. Uh, I will say, if you take a look at it here, Braxton was seven for 11, 106. Uh, no touchdowns, no INTs. Obviously, uh, Blackshear and Herbert bailed him out on those first two possessions. But one of the things that I absolutely loved to see just out of the gate was, I think, like the first three plays. The first play, Herbert went for 33 yards. And the way that the team came out of the tunnel, like even like seeing uh, – I, I know like they showed the highlight of them emerging from the tunnel. I was just like – this just seems too different. It seems too weird. I don't know if the energy is there because, uh, you know, we're down so many players. Like, what the heck are we going to expect? And then, you know, we take the ball and Herbert goes for 33 yards. And then, you know, before we know it, Burmeister is scrambling and, uh, you know, he hits Trey Turner for a nice gain. And it was like, let's go. This, these are the weapons that we've been hearing about. This is the excitement that we've been hearing about. And it's finally getting put into motion. And then Herbert scores the touchdown. Contrary to what we thought, who, uh, who would score the first touchdown. I know uh, Lays and I thought it was going to be Trey Turner. But just seeing us start like that was fantastic. And seeing us score on the second possession as well uh, was just so great to see. Um, I, know, I know we had the field goal on the first possession and the touchdown on the next two. But um, – it was just great to see that come out of the gate and build a comfortable lead in the first quarter when so much uncertainty was going on. Um, so that was definitely my favorite part as far as uh, the offense got going early, which is what we really needed. Now, um, I know we want to break down a little bit of what we liked on the defensive side of the ball. So first of all, Gray, tell me about the newcomers on, uh, on D uh, as far as the D line. Yeah, Pat, no, on the defensive side of the ball, man, it was incredible. The defensive line, I think that was the area I was really worried about and uh, really kind of wanted to focus in on. I don't think we've had this much depth on the defensive line in a long, long time. Obviously, last night, Coach Ham, Coach Clay's not on the sideline, was a little worried about how the defense was going to be called. But Coach Smitty rose to the occasion, did a phenomenal job. Uh, Justice Reed, welcome to the team, big guy. You tore through two offensive linemen single-handedly to get a sack. Justice was served. Shout out John Laser. Hope I hear that a lot more this season. All in all, Kendricks, Pollard, Jehu, Belmar, every single one of them, phenomenal performances, really getting after it. I saw a three-man rush every now and again, which is pretty interesting. Might be something that Coach Ham is bringing to the table. Uh, and then Fuga. Fuga was out there making plays. Uh, big number 58. Happy to have you, man. Uh, can't wait to see what the defensive line does this season. Super fired up about that. Pat. I got to shout out the DBs here, specifically at safety. Divine Diablo's interception. I mean, he laid out for that thing. He laid out for that thing in the first quarter and then the team, Bill, how fired up was the team on the sideline? 
Dude, we had fired up foo. We had, um, oh man, let me try to think of another one. Cheer and tear link. We had, uh, who else did we have? Oh man, I wish I had some more time to prep, but we had some. Oh, I got one. Liddy Smitty. Liddy Smitty. There we go. Redeemed yourself for the mustard. Uh, no, we were, we looked fantastic. I, I just love the energy of this team. And like you mentioned, like it's such a different environment and it's almost like a scrimmage and it's just, it's just culture, man. Like these guys love playing football. They've been waiting to play football forever. Finally get the chance to go out there and, um, they were fantastic. And I can't say enough good things about this secondary, um, where there were so many question marks. Um, old man Jenkins. Oh, please talk to me about old man Jenkins. Actually, young man Jenkins. Young man Jenkins, fresh man Jenkins. Keonta Jenkins goes in there, his first ever collegiate action. And he says, I'm going to take this game and I'm going to control it. He had, uh, he lit up the stat sheet, led Virginia Tech in tackles, eight tackles, three solo, had a little Mm -hmm. QB hurry in there as well. Uh, But he was flying around and that was just, Everything you wanted to see. I know, uh, I think I saw Dia- uh, Divine Diablo said that uh, Jenkins is far and away, uh, you know, highest, some of the highest potential in the safety room uh, for being a true freshman. But that was incredible. Breon Murray gets on the stat sheet too with a little, uh, little interception there. Loved seeing that. Back-to-back games <laughs> with a pick for Mr. Murray. Uh, he had a pick in the Belk Bowl as well. People forget. But uh, I gotta say, what are we doing? What are we doing on that return? I'm sure. I'm sure he heard about it. I'm sure he heard all about it. But uh, it looked like he tried to do a little stutter step on the quarterback. You know, take an angle to the inside there or something. But um, would have loved a little pick six action from Breon Murray. But um, really liked how the defensive backs uh, played uh, on Saturday as well. Devin Taylor got in mm-hmm. there, four tackles, three solo. That was nice to see, um, you know, in Jermaine Waller's absence, uh, you know, one of the bigger surprises was that Waller was not going to be available for last night's game. So mm-hmm. just seeing these guys step up, next man up mentality, uh, filling in where they needed to be was absolutely special. And it wasn't the only special thing that was going on. I know Billy Ray wants to talk about how impactful the special teams unit was on Saturday night. My good friend, pre-game jack click gives me a call beep boop beep gives me a call and i'm like jack what are we doing he goes hey man like you know how many guys are out tonight i'm like 20 he's like all right that's not good it's like 23 but whatever and he goes you know what the first thing that comes to my head is special teams like there are going to be guys that you may not see play a lot on offense may not see play a lot on defense or do see a lot playing offense and defense that need to go be the gunner on punt that need to be ready on hands team that need to be snap the ball to Oscar that need to snap the ball to Oscar for PATs. We had our backup long snapper in. And he was like, honestly, like that's my biggest fear is having is, is knowing that dudes can go out there, line up in the right spot and get it done. And special teams looked incredible last night. Um, won the battle on special teams convincingly. And again, it was kind of a, kind of a microcosm of everything that happened last night. I just came into the game and I was like, look, it's going to be sloppy. Like, I just want to play, you know, good football. I just want to play football and win the game, get them out there, get the rust off. This team didn't have rust, it looked like. Zero turnovers last night. Didn't really have a lot of stupid penalties. We only had five penalties last night. Um, And just this looked like a team who's played before. It looks like a team who's 
you know, got some in-game action. And again, we'll talk about it later. It comes down to culture. We have a new segment here that I'm adding on before we get into some of the things that we didn't like. And the list is very short, just to, you know, breaking news there for you. This is Sensational Stats. Brought to you by Sharkies. Just some fun stats that you can look at. Uh, what happened in this game? Virginia Tech defense. Six sacks last night. Unreal. Two for Reed. Again, 314 yards in the ground. Zero. Zero turnovers last night. And listen to some of these rushing averages for our running backs. Khalil Herbert, six attempts, 104 yards, 17.3 yards per carry. Khalil Herbert fooled me a little bit. I thought Khalil Herbert was going to be a power guy, you know, maybe – third and three, third and two, put his head down, knock somebody over. He's a big dude, but he can fly. He's got some wheels on him. Uh, let's see what else we have. Quincy Patterson, 10 attempts for 47 yards. That's 4.7 yards per carry. Trey Turner, two carries for 26 and a half. Uh, Jalen Holston, 8.4 yards per carry. Look, you average three and a half yards per carry every single play. You're never going to run out of plays. You're going to get first downs nonstop. Three, six, nine, three, six, nine, three, six, nine. I was impressed by our offense. I was impressed by everything um, and just some great stats. We'll, we'll put, some more, uh, put some more stats in there, but that is sensational stats brought to you by Sharkies. Pat, kick us off with what, what did we not like yesterday? So this list, not too long. Obviously didn't like, you know, finding out about 23 players out and coaches out, um, but sons of hokey resilience. Uh, <laughs> The ACC Network. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. bad. If you're new to this podcast, last season, I would do like a Pat's rant of the week. One week, I was, you know, ranting about uh, Dusty Dvorak and Mark Jones, uh, you know, doing their low five after Miami's Hail Mary, uh, you know, calling the game as homers. We did a little a little addition on how we didn't like that the students were leaving the games at halftime. Like, what are we doing today? I have to rant about the ACC network. What was going on? Was there, was there a plan? It was some of the worst broadcasting I have ever seen. This is your primetime game. This is your eight o'clock slot. This isn't a noon game. This is not an 1130 kick. It was absolutely abysmal between like the, you know, you could hear the mouth breathing and the whistle breathing. The audio wasn't great. There was just a lot of gaps in the coverage where, you know, they just panned the stadium and no one's really saying anything. Uh, so many missed opportunities just to, to have some content and some you know, good analysis. How about referring to uh, Quincy Patterson as uh, Braxton Burmeister and a, a guy who is, you know, not seen action in a couple of years. Like, do you guys get paid to do this? What was going on? I felt like I was watching a high school so- a high school playoff soccer game on MSG Varsity covering the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Man, I, I do mean, have a lot of love for MSG Varsity. MSG Varsity is great. That's how Billy Ray earned his stripes back in uh, back in 2012. <laughs> you know, MSG Varsity is the reason Billy Ray is a hokey. Let's not that forget true. that. That is but, true. I mean, what was that, man? Find me one person who has anything good to say about that broadcast. It was just really, really, really tough. And, you know, that's why you got to put on Lays and Burn Up, put on the radio, hear them call it, because they did a lot better of a job. Uh, just another uh, picking nits type thing. I didn't, I, I get it. I understand protocols and a thousand people and whatnot. But, like, are we, 
are we really doing that much by putting the band and the cheerleaders on the baseball field? Like, can don't we- even have them go. Like, if that's what you're doing, like, don't even have, like, don't even have them. What are we doing? Like, I don't know if they were able to see it on a, a streaming projector or what have you, but like, just put them in the stadium, man. Just put them in the stadium. Uh, I, I just don't really see the point of having them out there. Uh, put them on the sidelines or have, you know, give them section five or something. Put put the band in the north end zone. Have them socially distance. You know, you saw all over college football how uh, some other schools are doing that. But you know, I, I I think that's kind of one of those things. Find a loophole and just put them in there. Uh, but that's definitely picking nits. Um, more so game oriented. What I'd like to see some improvement. Uh, after we were up seventeen nothing, we kind of let up off the gas pedal, and that was definitely a bummer. We had a couple three and outs back to back. Uh, and then, you know, Braxton's hands started cramping. So that kind of disrupted the flow. Um, but yeah, late first quarter, early second quarter, like definitely wanted to see a little bit more get up and go out of the offensive uh, strategy. Want to see more touches for Raheem Blackshear. Raheem Blackshear uh, did not appear on the stat sheet in the receiving category, actually only five receivers logged uh, completions yesterday. And I know we didn't throw the ball that much to begin with. So that's definitely kind of a, uh, a pretty a technical nitpick there, but um, want to see Blackshear get more touches. He had eight carries, 28 yards, you know, um, solid day for Blackshear with the touchdown there. But um, you know, hearing so many great things about Raheem, maybe this is just the training wheels offense and we'll take the training wheels off, you know, as we get into, you know, more, uh, more so, a little pop pass action, a little screen action or he blacks here, but um, definitely want to see him utilize a little bit more in the offensive attack. Yeah. Um, I would say again, this, this section is called picking nits. So we're kind of forced to pick nits here. Um, I guess we looked at tad slow maybe. Um, but I, again, I was blown away by the conditioning of our team. We didn't look like we were out of shape. Uh, we looked like we were disciplined. We looked like we were handling everything. Um, so yeah, the broadcast was just, complete garbage um just absolutely horrible throwaway content um i literally we uh we muted the television and we're listening to head and heart on repeat the official uh soundtrack of the great state of new jersey um but yeah i mean not a lot of not a lot to nitpick here just just really glad we got away with the game and uh, i thought we looked fantastic grayson what do you have for us i would say you know not, not, this isn't me being mean or anything, but to the skipper crew, the socially distant skipper crew, you know, if you're going to be on national television shooting the skipper every time we score a touchdown, you got to make sure that that gunpowder is packed tight. Shout out to Homer Hickam. I'm about to say, get our man Homer down there. Yeah, to, yeah uh, we got to, we got to get Homer down there. Because we can't have us pulling that string and and the cannon doesn't fire. Not a good look. Other than that, Bill and Pat, you hammered home any other nitpicks that I might have. So what would Homer what would Homer What would WWHD? What would Homer do? We are coming back to one of our favorite segments that we have not done in forever. Uh, it is the award section. Pride, joy, foo crew. Uh, this is brought to you by the Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry. Look. When you get awards, when somebody hands you a trophy, when somebody tells you you're doing a good job, what do you naturally do? You smile, okay? And when you smile, nobody wants to look at like, nobody wants to look at yellow teeth. Nobody wants to look at something like, you don't, you're not brushing your teeth the morning. You're not flossing. You're, you got cavities all up in your mouth. No, take care of your mouth. If you need some tooth bleaching, 
Hit our guy up, John Cran, 50% off if you tell him the sun sent you. Take care of your chompers. You only get one set after you lose them all when you're like five. But take care of them. Uh, Wisdom teeth, you know, we could talk about that technicality as well. We have a brand new segment. It is called Sons of the Portal. Can you fill us in on this, Patrick? Sons of the Portal. People like to chirp. The peanut gallery, as we've always kind of, you know, called the peanut gallery. People who like to be critique like to critique the program from afar, not really knowing what's going on or not really trusting the staff's evaluation of talent, might like to talk about recruiting and say that we're not good at recruiting, uh, and just following the rankings or saying, oh, he's, he's from an FCS school. He's a Drew Co. guy. Like, uh, you know, he's probably not that good. Sons of the Portal. We have so many impact players that have come to Virginia Tech over the last couple of years who are from the transfer portal. People like to call us transfer portal U after 2018 or before 2018 when a bunch of guys left. Ah. Impact players players don't necessarily leave Virginia Tech. They come to Virginia Tech. And we had a handful of them making such an impact in last night's game. Grayson, who was an impact player on the offensive defense uh, from last night? Well, you say who was as as if you're speaking singular. Oh my gosh, offense. Khalil Herbert right out the gate scores a touchdown. First touchdown of the game. Brock Hoffman out there under center finally. And I don't know if you guys saw it post game smoking a stogie in the locker room celebrating. <laughs> His mother was there, was able to be there. He talked about it in the post-game press conference. Brock Hoffman, so glad to see you on the field, man. You're a beast. Blackshear, Raheem Blackshear scored a touchdown. Number six. I thought he was going to wear number five, but number six. I don't know if we've ever had a number six running yeah. back, but I'm here for that in a love big it. way. Yep. So two, two big impact running backs making a debut out of the transfer portal, Kansas and Rutgers coming to Blacksburg. And then, Pat, your guy Braxton Burr-Mustard. Sure, mm-hmm. fine. I'll call, I'll call him the SoCal Slinger. You can call him Braxton Burr-Mustard, whatever you want. Had a great game last night. Uh, very quick, very shifty like we talked about earlier on the defense. Justice was served. Reed had Can two Can we talk steps. about him for one second? Sure. Watching him on television, when was the last time you saw a tech defensive end that looked like that? All right, ser- serious business. I am looking at the television, and I'm like, that is, an, that, that is an SEC defensive end who is ripping people's faces off every single play. Regardless of if you're getting double teamed, getting picked up by the back, it doesn't matter. He is a game-breaking defensive end that we have not seen in Blacksburg since – I don't know when. I would say his build reminds me of this is this is calling way back, and Pat, you'll know who I'm talking about. Carlton Powell. Oh, yeah. Or a or a Jonathan Lewis. Just a freak of nature, huge defensive lineman. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. He tore he tore through two offensive lines, the right tackle and the right guard right through him. Like Moses parting the Red Sea. Went straight through. To get the sack. He's almost as old as Moses. He is. And in the post-game press conference, someone, he, he made some remark about how most people think I'm 30. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Bill, he's our age. He's 24 years old. Uh, he, looks, he looks older than that. That's not an insult. Please don't hurt me. Um, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you listen to this, Justin. Uh, 
Breon Murray, we talked about it. Almost had that pick six. You're going to get one. You're going to get one. I'm telling you, it's coming. But next time, I'm not an expert. I just call it like I see it. Maybe make that inside cut. Make that inside cut, and you'll have six next time. Devin Taylor had a few tackles as well. So all in all, guys, sons of the portal doing work out here. Let's talk about the peanut gallery. We, I, I knew I was going to rip the peanut gallery. I'm about to rip the peanut gallery a lot here in the, uh, in the awards sections. First of all, peanut gallery in the uh, transfer portal. There's some information for you. Also, peanut gallery, who's our first winner of the Pride Award? Keontae Jenkins, class of 2020. Stand up. Way to step up and make some big-time plays. He led the team in tackles. Let's listen to what the recruiting experts thought of Keontae Jenkins. He was rated as a 1,384th ranked player in the class of 2020. He was ranked as the 101st ranked safety in the class of 2020 and ranked as the 182nd best player in the state of Florida. Keontae Jenkins, make the haters wrong and the naysayers look dumb. Great job. Awesome game, Keontae Jenkins. Moving right along to our Joy Award, Brian Johnson has not missed a field goal since October of 2019. Three of three yesterday. Automatic. Automatic. He was was three for three yesterday with a long of 49. Absolutely fantastic. I also want to honorably mention the long snappery yesterday. Fantastic, fantastic work. Getting the ball back there. Enzo, sons of the transfer portal. Sons of the port, oh, one missed opportunity. Another another transfer portal standout, uh, Fukru. No question here. No question here. And Bill, and Bill, for the new listeners, talk about what Fukru is. Talk about what Pride is. Fukru, top performer from the offense. I'm sorry about that. Pride, we go with defense. Joy, we go with special teams. The Fukru, we go with the offense. And the Fukru award is getting spliced up into pie. I'm not going to make the offensive linemen share a pie. They all get their own pie. I'm talking about Christian Darisaw, Lacita Smith, Brock Hoffman. Special shout-out to Doug Nestor. Um, when I watch football, I like to, take, to pick a quarter, just watch one guy. I watched Doug Nestor, and Doug Nestor was crushing people all night long last night. And Luke Tenuta had a fantastic football game last night. So shout out to the offensive line. Another final segment that we have here is the game-changing play of the game. And it came when it was 17-7. to Offense was stalling a little bit, had some problems. What's going on? Um, but – James Mitchell makes a huge play down the field to get us into the red zone and really put the game away. This drive lasted 10 plays, 75 yards, four minutes and 30 seconds, and we led 24 to seven. And we actually ended up scoring again before halftime. Moving forward, bottom line, to bring us home, that, in my opinion, is a culture win. It is the culture that is established. It's a team that loves each other. It's a team that knows what they're doing. I have to shout out, Tavion Robinson knocking the ball out on special teams. How was awesome, awesome was that? Coach Shebist is, is, is fired up. The whole sideline's fired up. But that's just a microcosm, another example of a team that's older, knows what needs to be done, handles business, um, and just does the little things right. That's a little thing that we did right. We looked like a throwback Virginia Tech football team. Hard, smash-mouth football next man up mentality and dominating. And I mean, dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, offensive line and defensive line. I could not be happier for this team. One more at for the jet sweep naysayers in the peanut gallery. 
As I've said before, the jet sweep has served as a tool to keep the other team honest, and we haven't been able to, quite frankly, run the ball as effectively as we did last night. Now, jet sweep is a, is a weapon at this point. Getting Trey Turner in the jet sweep, we're going to see Raheem Blackshear doing that, some of that in the future. Get real creative with that. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what you do to slow down this team. This is a multifaceted offense that can hurt you in a variety of ways that can also play smash-mouth football and I'm fired up. Three-headed monster at quarterback. Keep the train rolling into this coming week against Duke. Uh, I think that's the, the key to the upcoming game is just to, to utilize the rotation of weapons that we have at that position. Uh, I'm fired up, guys. I'm really fired up. Yeah. One of the things I'm really interested to see what happens here as far as just, you know, we've, we've definitely been bitten by this COVID bug, whether it's testing positive or being contact traced uh you know if justin hamilton was either contact traced yesterday or tested positive from the last test he's out for the duke game and uh you know so are i'm sure a number of these other guys who are listed here so really wondering what that duke uh roster is going to look like uh when we go play the blue devils next saturday uh in addition to that we are getting hendon back Hendon Hooker, it sounds like Hendon's going to play. Uh, there's a lot of speculation about Hendon. Uh, I, I will not believe anything uh, until it is put in print and put in writing from you know reliable sources. I know NC State people on their message board were trying to start some rumors here and there, and you know I'm not, I'm not buying anything. I'm not believing anything. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, Hendon Hooker is going to get a shot to start uh, next Saturday against Duke. So, We'll see about that, but I am definitely juiced up, and uh, I'm also excited to do another game preview with you guys uh, later in the week for Duke. Another thing to stay tuned for, we'll move right into shout-outs here as we hit the home stretch here. Um, in terms of shout-outs, I want to shout-out uh, the Locks of Saturday. They will be doing a podcast regarding their picks. I want to shout-out Mike McDaniel for excellent work. Uh, we will be putting out post-press conference notes uh, here moving forward. He did a fantastic write-up with the quotes from the coaches and the players and some great statistics. So be sure to check that out on sonsofsaturday.com. My last shout-out is to the NC State uh, safety, Khalid Martin. Uh, you may have noticed there was a 15-minute delay, a really, really scary moment uh, at Lane Stadium. Uh, a lot of people were saying it might be a spinal cord injury. A lot of people were saying uh, that they didn't see him move. But he uh, has been discharged from the hospital in Roanoke. Uh, he originally started off in Blacksburg, got transferred to Roanoke, um, and has been discharged now with no radiographic abnormalities uh, after being examined for a possible spinal cord injury. It appears that he had a hip injury. Um, that's, a, that's what the NC State staff initially said. Um, but just want to say thanks, thankful for that. Thankful for everyone that Put up prayers and glad to see that he's uh, doing okay and hopefully makes a full recovery. Yeah, I want to give a few shout outs here. Uh, first and foremost, the coaching staff and Ryan Smith and Coach Fuente. That was gutsy, just seeing how many guys were going to be out from the get go and probably finding out most of that information in the morning, having to shuffle through it and make some serious decisions all day long. 
sure it was not a uh, stress-free day for Coach Fu and everyone else, but uh, you know, truly, as you said, a culture win and a gutsy win. I want to shout out Brad Worthman and the game day operations team uh, within Virginia Tech, everyone involved in athletics, whether it's the Hokie Club out there setting up all of those cardboard cutouts. I mean, we got sent a picture of uh, the three of us in Section Shout out five. Evan Massengill. Appreciate Shout you. Shout out Evan in Section 5 uh, behind Coach Roby, uh, Coach Tony Roby, the tech wrestling coach, behind his family and some of the other wrestling staffers. Shout out Ethan. But uh, that was piggyback. That was too cool. Piggyback. Piggyback. Uh, shout out to everyone who donated for us to secure Section 5. In less than 24 hours, we raised over $1,000 to buy out Section 5. That is super cool um, and really appreciate everybody that made that possible. Yeah, absolutely. Other than that, last shout out here, Local Light is a business that is looking to help hashtag save Blacksburg. And they have this campaign that they will be running. Be on the lookout for Local Light. We're going to be plugging Local Light, but essentially it's a way to build credit towards Blacksburg and New River Valley local businesses, essentially setting up your own account, buying quote unquote gift cards for these stores and restaurants and everything out there. Uh, you know, so these places are being supported by you at this time when, you know, their, their revenue is definitely significantly cut because of COVID check this out. It will give you uh, an account and we'll send out some promo codes and we're looking to get everyone involved. But, uh, this is just kind of like a, uh, you know, a grassroots and throwing the feelers out there at local light. We will be talking about this on uh, upcoming episodes, might produce some commercial content for the socials. To check that out as well. Shout out Kyle and Local Light. I guess I'll wrap this thing up. Shout out, uh, shout out to everyone involved with the Virginia Tech football program. Shout out to Whit Babcock. Shout out to the medical staff. Every single person involved. Uh, the fact that this season is still happening is it's it's a miracle. Like it, it's truly something special. Absolutely. The the fact that we were able to play football yesterday. Uh, is so awesome, and I could not be any more happy about it. I'd also like to shout out the student scribes of Saturday. Uh, pretty soon here, we will be having students involved in the sports media and analytics program writing for us. Expect to see some of those articles go out this week uh, and in the following weeks. And by the way, if you want to write for the Suns and you are a part of that program or you are a student at Virginia Tech, you can email us. You can DM us on Instagram. You can email me directly, Grayson at SonsOfSaturday.com. We would love to hear from you. Final love. Uh, oh, go ahead, Pat. I got one more here. Um, if if you want to see something, if you want to see us put out some content, we have Danielle uh, Panico, who is the 2022 class president, putting out some incredible content on Instagram. She went around and talked to freshmen about football and uh, you know, living in the dorms, I think the first thing was like, what does Center Street mean to you? And the kid says, everything. And then she's like, have you ever been there? And he says, no. Uh, so it was pretty <laughs> funny. But if, you know, we're trying to get some ambassadors on campus, um, absolutely would love to uh, to help out in any way, shape, or form. Put out some awesome content on socials. Shout out Dan Pan. And then, have to say this, we never say this. Subscribe to the podcast yeah uh, rate the podcast Please. on Please. apple podcast uh never really say this that often but uh go ahead and subscribe if you haven't subscribed i think we're on everywhere you can get a podcast oh yeah oh uh, we're everywhere 
do not forget to subscribe and do not forget to leave us a rating. We haven't gotten a rating in like four months. And honestly, guys, we would it helps. Love, we would Help love to helps. hear what you guys think. Just, you know, give us a little five stars if you think it's worth five stars. If you don't, maybe don't rate us. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Friends, uh, Saturday, October 3rd, we will take on the Duke Blue Devils at 4 o'clock. We will have a game preview up for you later this week. Stay tuned at sonsofsaturday.com for all of your writing needs, your video needs, and podcast needs. Subscribe to the newsletter, and we will be talking to you very, very soon. Take care, everybody. Go Hoax. Go Go Hoax. Hoax.